accusation of 36-year-old misconduct dating back to high school has been brought forward at the last minute in an irregular manner. That irregular manner? Um, well, that's what we're going to get into. Man, oh man, if you're just if you're just waking up to the, the news, we got a hell of a spectacle coming America on Monday as they are both Kavanaugh, the alleged groper, and Ford, the alleged gropee, are going to sit there and answer questions in front of the cameras in the bright lights. And give their version of events, including whether the events ever happened. And we're going to try to decide as a nation, I guess. I believe her and not him, or him and not her, or neither one of them, or both of them, or whatever. It's it's going to be a heck of a spectacle. A bizarre and troubling one, in my opinion. With but... a ton hanging in the balance. Of course. So here's a twist. The odd trajectory, the odd timeline of the letter the accuser wrote that was in possession of a congresswoman, then uh, Diane Feinstein. Royal Oaks ABC News legal analyst joins us to discuss the letter and Diane Feinstein's role in it and, and more. Hello, Royal. How are you, sir? Uh, Royal Oaks, are you there? If my name is here. Yeah. Excellent. Hey, uh, so tell us uh, your angle. I believe this morning is that Diane Feinstein might be in a bit of trouble over the handling of the letter. Why? Well, she's certainly coming under criticism, as you've reported, by Republicans for holding on to this, not telling the FBI for months, not telling her Democrat colleagues. And so uh, it looks like it's engineered. It's sort of a political Hail Mary pass. I think, actually, uh, she can just rely, however, on what she said publicly, namely, what am I supposed to do? This lady said she is not authorizing me to reveal her name. She did not want to go public, so it's not going to have that much force. And so then last Wednesday, a a news site online uh, leaked the fact of the letter to Feinstein. uh, And so then the accuser figured, we were told, I might as well go ahead and enter the fray. Uh, And that's that's what's happened. We haven't heard an RSVP from the accuser, Dr. Ford, the research psychologist affiliated with Stanford. But almost certainly, yes, she will be there in dramatic fashion on Monday. Clarence uh, Thomas uh, style right. hearing, uh, and uh, then the, the judge will give his response. There could be two corroborating witnesses, one for each side, per the Senate rules. Uh, the whole world is going to be watching next month. Wow. So somebody leaked the story to the website. Do we have any clue who that might have been? Or how much effort is being made to find out? Because it seems to me to be a pretty big deal. Real good question. Absolutely. Nobody knows at this point. But I think the Republican side is entitled to ask some serious questions about how it is that this leak occurred, uh, giving the opportunity for the accuser to say, well, uh, I didn't want to go public, but now I feel I'm forced to do so. Well, how about Uh, Ms. Ford? I would think she'd really want to know. So who decided to go against my will and put my name out there? Well, that's right. She would be intensely interested, uh, assuming that there, this was not orchestrated uh, by, by folks who would like to see the nomination go down. Yeah, l- let's, let's find out if, if, if there's anything behind that. Um, but I think the real focus Monday is, is going to be really in this Me Too movement uh, environment. Uh, what about the credibility of, of the witness? Now, in 1991, when Anita Hill came forward again at the last minute during the Clarence Thomas hearings, she was really raked over the coals by the senators, and uh, then he survived close vote 52 to 48. Today, I think it's going to be a little less popular to try to attack the credibility, the honesty, and so on of the accuser. But you can bet between now and Monday, folks are going to be burning the midnight oil, looking up anything and everything in her background, social media posts, 
civil litigation. Basically, her whole life is fair game under a microscope. Ooh, oh, my God. What the senators do. Oh, my God. So uh, getting back to Diane Feinstein, just uh, briefly, because I want to wrap this up. I've heard from some quarters it's conceivable she could be looking at some legal repercussions. Do you agree? I really don't think at the end of the day she is going to be uh, facing any any culpability, any liability for withholding the woman's name, because that's what she can always rely on. But or leaking it. Yeah, exactly, or leaking it. But politically, she's going to take flack from the, from the right side of the political spectrum for sort of springing this on the world at the last minute. Do you know what the layout's going to be on uh, on Monday? How many hours long it will be? How many people get to ask questions? How long they each have? Do you have any of those ideas? Yeah, it's going to be a rerun of the the hearings we saw a couple of weeks ago, meaning every single senator will have an opportunity uh, on the clock to quiz the accuser and Judge Kavanaugh. And if each side has a corroborating evidence, and she probably will have one, that's the speculation. I don't know that he will. Uh, but uh, so it'll basically be the full day. It could even spill into Tuesday. Oh, my God. So she might spend... Eight hours or more being grilled in front of the cameras and lights by uh, by various people. I mean, that's a heck of a thing for somebody who's not used to that sort of thing. That would be that'd be difficult. And then the judge oh, is trotted out to attempt to uh, prove uh, a negative. Right. You're right. It's going to be a spectacle. Oh, my God. It Could- doesn't seem like a good way to solve anything. Well, and, and it's a problem because normally an allegation like this would be handled over many months or even years. FBI investigations, civil suits independent investigators and so on but we're in the supercharged political slash legal climate where the republicans really want to get this done they know that uh, they have the majority through the end of the year they might lose the senate in november and so they <laughs> time's a wasting they, they want this to happen well and this would be done in a different way as you point out and decades ago royal oaks abc news legal analyst uh, thanks for the insights royal we appreciate it good to talk to you you bet. Thanks. So uh, it's almost unbelievable to me that this is happening. I, I, yeah, just really quickly, I want the audience to know I am not personally obsessed with Diane Feinstein's legal culpability. In fact, I was shocked at the very notion when ABC News pitched it to us that she might face some legal repercussions. I thought, wow, really? Why? Which is why we booked Royal Oaks. That's why I kept asking about it. Apparently, his take is there are no legal repercussions. All right, great, super, great. That's odd. I enjoyed the chat anyway. He's a smart guy. The, uh, like I said, I can't believe this is actually happening. I know. It's, it's, it's just it's terrible. It's the sort of thing you'd see in a TV movie, and you'd suspend disbelief. And, uh, you know, okay, you know, I mean, this would never happen in real life because it's pointless. Right. Uh, but it's sure exciting for a TV drama. Right. Um, well, well, although in the TV drama... In order to make it even a tiny bit satisfying, you'd have to have the dude in question break down on the stand and say, Yes, yes, I did it! I'm not proud of it! Because if he said, No, I, w- I never did that. I would never do that. I wasn't even at that party. Why don't you ask everybody I ever knew if I would ever do something like that? Because I wouldn't. And he sat there. No TV drama would be written like that because there wouldn't be anything within 100 miles of resolution. God, how many people who've never been in that setting before could could face eight hours of grilling about their personal lives before you would snap somehow, either crying or angry or say something you shouldn't say or something. I mean, because that'd be tough. At the end of the day, some old senator says something really out of line. I've got some examples from the Anita Hill hearings, by the way, of things they said to her. Joe um, boy. Uh, it, God dang it. What, what a situation. And then, for him, he's got to go up there and, 
What do you want me to say? I have no memory of this. The end. Well, I mean, because what, what are you supposed to say? And I need to point out that for a lot of people, softheads in particular, crying equals credibility. Yeah. So if she were to break down 10 minutes in, that would be a good thing, not a bad thing. And somebody's going to tell him. Such is the stupidity of this spectacle. You got to cry, Brett. Sorry. You gotta I'm, cry. I'm just not a crier. I, I feel like any human being, but I don't tend to cry. Well, you'd better start. Oof. There. Here's a pin. <laughs> Pull out a nose hair. I, I need you to tuck this pin in your shoe. <laughs> At some point in the hearing, it's going poorly. I need you to cross your legs, pull out the pin, and jab yourself right in the, let's see, what would hurt? Right in the thumb. <laughs> so later, because you need a break from this, I want to read a little bit about the, uh, the Clarence Thomas Anita Hill thing that is 27 years ago. Yes. I didn't follow it at the time. I want to get somebody on who wrote a book, who who is a reporter at the time to really get into it. But the 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 country, the the mood, the everything was so much different. I'm looking at some of these questions. You would never be able to ask those questions today. Right? Yeah. Really interesting. I did follow it because I was a weirdo. Um, I will tell you one similarity. Those accusations came up extremely late in the process, and I'll just tell you this: Chuck Schumer said we're going to fight this Kavanaugh nomination with everything. Everything we have, every tool we can come by. He assured his base early on, and sure enough, they are. I don't know what's going on with this gal. I truly don't, and she might be truthful. You're insinuating that they came up with somebody um, and and put them out there at this last moment on purpose. Yes. You think that's what happened? Yes. You think it's all made up? Oh, no. Oh, no, I have no way of knowing that. I'm I'm sticking by my my assertion yesterday. None of this is knowable and never will be. So you think they had they found somebody who had something to say mm-hmm. and then waited. To... Yeah, a gal who had a memory of something very ugly happening in high school. And she asserts that Brett Kavanaugh was part of that ugly thing that happened. Mm-hmm. She wanted to give her congresswoman a heads up for reasons I, I and. To accomplish what? I do not know. Well, she's going to be answering that question on Monday, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, very, very odd uh, tack that she took. But anyway, I, uh, who knows? Maybe she'll explain her thinking. Um, but my point is, uh, she she did that and, and specifically demanded anonymity and said, I will not carry this forward. Don't ask me. I will not. And somebody did it for her. So um, that was unquestionably deliberate, and the timing was beyond a doubt deliberate. I want to throw this out to the text line just because I'm wondering. I mean, let's let's talk about the alternative. One of DiFi's staffers, or one of the Congress lady staffers, at the very last moment thought, "This bastard Kavanaugh is going to get through. I can't take it. I know what I'll do. I'll leak that letter. That's not impossible." Boy, I think that's very believable. Eh, maybe. I think that's very believable yeah, that somebody I thought, it. I can't believe she's going to hold that back. Diane Feinstein's being crazy by not letting us out. I'm leaking this out. Right. I, I somebody would call younger it, and, and, you know, more of the climate of, you know, no holds barred wrestling right, right. Than, than Diane Feinstein grew up in. I'd call that about an eight to one horse. My theory, I think, is a two to one horse. It's the favorite. But I'm not saying your horse can't win. Hmm. Could be. I don't know. I believe the story is reported. Maybe I'm just a sucker. Um, uh, this is what I want to hear, though. Because um, I heard two women say yesterday, and in personal conversations I had with them, I'm past the point of, I, I get now why you didn't uh, go to HR or the police right away. Mm-hmm. I think I understand that. Sure. But two women I talked to yesterday said she didn't tell her best friend 
They found that very unbelievable mm. that she didn't at least tell like one of her really good friends at the time or at some point right. in high school and college that, that that person can't come forward and say, oh, yeah, she told me about this. To the extent that you can even try to prove something 36 years old. Uh, yeah, contemporaneous accounts are kind of important. Sure. Well, they're using his. <laughs> which they, they, which And they might not be true. They're using but. his because he had a buddy in the room who says that didn't happen that way. Well, that's an eyewitness. Okay. That's a little different. But it would be... Well, in his half, he would have had to, the next day, said to his best friend, I was at a party where I didn't enter a room and <laughs> right. didn't force a girl down and didn't put my hand over her mouth. Women, what do you think of the likelihood of that? You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, or text us, 415-295-KFTC. She didn't at least tell her best friend, oh my God, you wouldn't believe what happened at the party? Uh, Yeah, 415-295-KFTC, you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Very heated political environment at a party last night. Trump supporter and apprentice producer Mark Burnett physically assaulted Tom Arnold. Yeah. Arnold was unhurt and said it's nice to be recognized. Fantastic. Tom Arnold coming in for a kick in there from Big Red. Why? Who knows? So I got a number of texts uh, that I should. So. Oh, man. Yeah, piles of emails too. Yeah, but I think Part this. Of, well, go ahead. I think this might answer the question. Finally, because um, we need answers here, I, Jack. I, I had a couple of women say that uh, they 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 thought it was pretty unlikely that this woman didn't tell at least her best friend in high school. Said so nobody does that. You tell your best friend everything. And we got we got one woman who said uh, she had a similar experience, and yeah, I absolutely told my best friend, but nobody else. But it's hard to believe not telling your best friend. We got another woman who said, I had a very similar experience as this Yahoo Ford. So I like that. So that means she thinks Ford's a Yahoo, Hmm. but still says this. I had a similar experience as this Yahoo Ford. I don't know why you think she's a Yahoo. We don't know anything about her. I don't know anything about her. Um, uh, It's an odd odd thing to throw in mid-sentence, but... But uh, I I didn't tell anybody because I was ashamed. Yeah, okay. Fair enough, said one person. So if there's one person out there to me that says I had a similar experience and I didn't tell anybody because I was ashamed and I felt like it was my fault, um, that's all you need to know that it's a possibility. I'm a bad talk show host. There's no point in even saying that, really. It's been made clear through the years. Uh, and, and I'm very uncomfortable in engaging in the grabbing on of a, a piece of evidence, quote-unquote, like the best friend thing, which, you know, uh, you know, roughly four minutes ago, I thought, wow, yeah, that is really interesting. But I'm reminded by that very useful text exchange there that, once again, it's unknowable. Maybe she's the kind of gal who didn't tell anybody. Maybe she came from a really strict family. Maybe she would have been so busted to have been drinking and well, that's what she consorting says. with the boys, etc., that she'd have told nobody. I find it highly unlikely, but that's based on my 
female friends in my life experience. So once again, we are not even a, a quarter of a tenth of an inch closer to knowing what happened. And uh, yeah, exactly. And you have, and yet these uh, opinions will be thrown a, around with great energy. And for you the next have week. to get to the point that you're certain enough about something that you think you should keep somebody off of the Supreme Court, which is a big deal. Who has the served six. with distinction on the second highest court? For 10 years and been background checked six times by the FBI. So, and as uh, commentators have pointed out, if he doesn't get on the, uh, the Supreme Court, he needs to be immediately impeached and thrown off the circuit court, the D.C. circuit court. Mm-hmm. How can you have him on the, the second highest court in the land? Which is a complicated process and would eat up a lot of time and energy. And would never succeed. Never not got a freaking chance of succeeding. You'd never impeach a respected judge who has had an entire lifetime in the spotlight in which not even a hint of a hint of a whiff that science would have to study for years to even get that one, like one part in a million that he was that kind of guy. That hasn't come out in all these years. And so you're going to impeach him based on what we've been talking about? It would never happen. I'll bet my house. Whoa. So, Whoa, what time is it? 826. 726. Yeah, right. It depends on the time zone. Of course. That's a good point, Michael. <laughs> I always go with mountain time. <laughs> Tuesday, September 18th, Joe bet his house that Kavanaugh will not be impeached from the uh, whatever court he's on now. Uh, right, the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, unless there are major revelations. And then what, do you give the house to the with. bank, or does a listener get it? Or <laughs> I, They get my mortgage, and I wish him luck. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, yeah. Well, I you know, and and again, I'm not saying the gal is lying because there are a number of explanations, including she remembers with perfect accuracy something ha- that happened, and a wasted high school boy has no memory of it. It's possible. It's also possible her memory is evolved. It's possible as a as a 15 year old with a beer in her, she says a beer. Was it Abir? Was it more? I don't know. Uh, she says it was definitely the way I remember it. It was definitely Brett Kavanaugh. Um, I believe them both, which obviously is a problem. Uh, but uh, well, it's pretty easy to explain. Her sincerity, anyway. Yeah. I also believe 100%, and, and the more I think about it, the more I am convinced that this is a, a, a premeditated plot by Democrats to do this. They really? knew they were going to do this all along. I'm certain of it. Um, and I can explain why in a little bit, but... Um, I hope there's more reporting on that. If if somebody outed her without her wanting to, they should be outed because that is really uncool. If that's what happened. Right. Um, where is the... I mean, funny, that man. is the opposite of what Chuck Schumer and others have been saying for the last 48 hours, is that you need to, you know, comfort the victim, believe the victim, help the victim... If you outed her when she didn't want to and she's got all this coming down on her will change her life, you did something really awful. 100% premeditated delaying tactic. I'll explain in a bit. What's coming up in the news, Marshall? Well, we got some Republicans wavering on the Kavanaugh nominations. There was a shootout in Sacramento. An officer has been killed, and now we are getting all kinds of push and pull. And the connection between cleaners and obesity. And more Emmy clips, because some of it was funny. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, for the first time, a picture of her as she looked at that age. I don't know what benefit that is up to me. but None. Uh, none. None whatsoever. 
rewarding our curiosity. Um, uh, we got this text. We got a bunch of texts from texts from women who said I had a similar experience. I didn't tell my best friend. Okay, so that's settled. Uh, that happens. So I won't think about that anymore. Um, got this text. Every crazy chick I knew in high school went to college and majored in psychology. Oh, I think Ford oh, is nuts. Oh, that's unfortunate. That's anecdotal that's, uh, at best. Yeah, yeah at, best. Really. at best. Oh, and hey, listen, can I settle this, please? We're getting a lot of people emailing and texting saying Kavanaugh's mother presided over a repossession of the Ford, uh, the Blasey family's uh, house. And I thought, wait, whoa, what? And so I took a couple minutes to look into it. What'd you do that for? Yeah, I know. Yes, Kavanaugh's mom, who was a judge, signed the documents of a settlement wherein the bank agreed to back off and the family got to keep the house and they still own the house. So as grist for vengeance, that's a little weakish, decades later outing their daughter to the the brutality of the political process of vengeance. I'm not sure you got a great case there. It is a hell of an odd coincidence. But she didn't preside over the case. She just signed the settlement forms, from what I can uh, discern. Right. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh and the woman accusing him of sexual assault are going to be testifying in a Senate committee hearing next Monday. Senate Judiciary uh, Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley and Dr. Uh, said rather Dr. Christine Blasley Ford's accusations deserve to be heard. Ford claims Kavanaugh. I, I think anybody who said Paula Jones was a liar and uh, Kat, uh, Kathleen Broderick was that her name? Kathleen Willie uh, Kathleen Juanita Willie, Broderick. Juanita right. Broderick was not raped by Bill Clinton. Not only denied it. But assassinated their characters publicly for months needs to recuse themselves. It's a disgusting spectacle. Well, it's amazing how different the time is. Some of it has to do with the politics of it, but uh, also just the time. You know, up until a couple of years ago, the country just thought, yeah, you know, crazy woman claiming something. Right. Well, yes, it's dirty politics. Maybe that's what the country's trying thought. to make money or something. I would also suggest that. Politicians could knowingly assassinate the character of a rape victim to get their side to win and did so willingly and knowingly because they could get away with it, which is something you ought to realize about the politicians you worship. Yeah, and the public was okay with it because right. we were so we we're so willing to believe, yeah, she probably is a nut job or wants money or Right. Women don't get wants raped to become famous or molested. But but yeah, I mean, so now we uh, we've gone completely the other direction. Moderate Senator Susan Collins has been under a lot of pressure over Kavanaugh, and she is saying yes, yeah, she really wants to hear testimony from both Ford and Kavanaugh under oath. And obviously, if Judge Kavanaugh has lied about what happened, that would be disqualifying. Yes, it would be, but how, how would that ever be determined? God, she's in a tough situation. Yeah. So is she and others, are they going to listen to the testimony, make some vague statement afterwards, wait for some polling in their own state, probably, and then release an answer? Is yeah. that what's going to happen? Or go with their gut on who's telling the truth, which is a hell of a thing. Well, yeah, even if you're going to play it straight up and leave the politics out of it, which they aren't, but even if you were going to do that, and just be a, a you know a reasonable human being, it'd be impossible. And so at the end of Monday, you're going to say, "I think she's telling the truth and he's lying." It's uh, an acting contest. It's it's the Oscars. 
Wow. Sacramento County Sheriff's Department mourning the death of a 27-year-old deputy who died in a shootout on Monday afternoon. The deputy, Mark Stashik, was struck in the upper body, died at the UC Davis Medical Center. It happened again during that gunfight yesterday afternoon. Now, Yeah, these guys, just real quick. Yeah. A guy and a, and a gal, a woman police officer. The call was just a, a disturbance in a store right. some uh, customer was acting up. It was an incredibly typical mundane call. They showed up, got out of their cars, and were immediately fired upon. Wow. A little reality of being a cop. Right. Oof. Right. And the uh, other deputy, the uh, who's a uh, woman, was uh, shot in the arm. She will recover. Now, shortly after announcing the deputy's death, Sheriff uh, Scott Jones called for a counter-protest to a planned Black Lives Matters demonstration that is set for today at a conference of law enforcement officers. Go down to the convention center tomorrow between 11 and 1 and, and show your support for law enforcement. Now, Black Lives Matters activists are calling the sheriff's statement unprofessional and more. They're tweeting this morning, yesterday, SAC Sheriff Deputy killed and now Sheriff Jones inexplicably used his platform at the press conference to call for a counter-protest at today's demonstration, which will include Black Lives Matter leadership from all over. So, Sheriff Jones utilized his platform to tell Nazis to organize against us, and now SAC police are back on their BS trying to incite violence at our action today. After he's, we- he's, he's recruiting Nazis, you say? Yes. That seems very odd. Our protests are always organized and peaceful. Come out today. So they are ticked off about what the sheriff said about their protest. They also said Sheriff Scott Jones is up to his wicked and racist ways, calling out his racist minions to counter-protest our peacefully planned demonstration. I I will tell you this, I'm not entirely sure it's useful to have the counter-demonstration at the same time. If the Kavanaugh thing wasn't going on, this would be a big national story. And then you'd have Al Sharpton coming in and people from around the country. But it's not probably going to get that kind of air because of the Kavanaugh thing, which is just one of the weird twists of history. One final note, actor Tom Arnold is filing a police report over a confrontation with producer Mark Burnett. The report is alleging Burnett committed battery on Arnold at a uh, pre-Emmy Awards charity event in Century City. Arnold filing the report with the LAPD. Arnold says Burnett choked him during an altercation, but Burnett's wife implied it was actually Tom Arnold's fault, and she got bruised in the scuffle. Yeah, I, there may have been some at some time in human history a more naked publicity grab than Tom Arnold's engaged in right now, but I don't recall it. Thank you so much to Tom Arnold. Arnold responding to uh, Burnett's wife's charges. I don't care what he says. He's a liar. He's a filthy liar. Look at him. He lies for Donald Trump all the time. His wife's a filthy liar. They're liars. The- wow, this we're just in a great place in yes. history. Oh, this is delightful. We're, just in, we're really in a really good place. Yep. All wow. is All is coming as Arnold prepares to debut his TV show, as Joe was alluding to, The Hunt for the Trump Tapes. That will be tomorrow. There you go. By by the way, backing up to the serious topic of that uh, police officer being shot and killed. So it was like an hour later that Michael Che made his joke in the opening of the Emmys that basically the the point of the joke was all cops are racists and uh, and out to shoot black people. I mean, that was the point of his joke. It's just, ah, these are ugly, ugly times. Really are. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty show, The Conscience of the Nation. Oh, you're, you're troubled only, by that? I think that makes you a Nazi. That was the only joke during, though, I guess political jokes. 
they're whatever. But that was the only joke during the Emmys last night that like really bothered me. I thought that is not cool. That is not cool. No. We got some more jokes from the Emmys and, and other stuff. You know, it's a uh, public service we provide. You don't have to slog through it because there are parts of it that are insufferable and parts of it that are very entertaining. So we do it for you. Uh, there haven't been TV ratings for one TV show like we're going to get on Monday in a long, long time. Durr. I'm thinking. Plus, we discussed identical twins and identity yesterday and got a compelling letter from a twin. Cool. All coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. Netflix getting all that money. It's like $9 a month, and everybody I know is sharing the same account. <laughs> Netflix is like that Instagram model that's always in Dubai, and you're like, yeah, but what did you really do? <laughs> Netflix, I laughed at that joke even as I didn't quite get it. Uh, Netflix does throw around a lot of money. Yeah. They constantly are signing. He got a $40 million deal for three stand-up shows. I mean, just constantly. Yeah. But you get enough people signed on to ten dollars a month or whatever I'm paying. I don't even know. Just Who knows? Nobody on, knows. I just put it on a revolving payment thing. Aye, um, aye, aye. Netflix really cleaned up at the Emmys. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna start in on a show that I'm gonna like get into, you guys are saying the Americans is it? It's wonderful. Okay, I'll do it. Seems like it's in my wheelhouse. Also. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's great. I mean, yeah. Given your interests, is fantastic. It's all about geopolitics and and espionage and. And societies and, you know, the the greatest, the coolest part of it to me, anyway. Other is, than the wig and facial hair and, and prosthetics. And, <laughs> and Carrie Russell's behind, which could be a national park and protected by the Department of the Interior. Um, the, uh, the portrayal of the rot of the Soviet Union for the average people. Mm, mm. And yeah, the, I've read a lot about that. And the seduction of the United States, even for uh, dedicated agents, and just that push and pull within the family. It's great. It's it's just, it's very human. So, anyway. I've also got to get into Barry, that show on HBO that Henry Barry, Winkler... Barry! And the fans chant, Barry! Henry Winkler <laughs> Michael, won what for? are we paying you for? I'm grabbing it uh, right all now. Right. <laughs> and, all right, here it is. And the fans start to chant... Barry. Yeah, I gotta watch that show since I've still got HBO. And Bill Hader won for that also, and he's one of the funniest people in the world. Hater's gonna hate. <laughs> That's a it's a very dark comedy. Fine with me. And it's uh, quite funny. It's usually my lit, mood. you mean, or what? <laughs> yes, yeah, it's all done in the shadows. <laughs> I oh, wish last, last night when Henry Winkler uh, got the award that he had told the crowd to sit on it. <laughs> that would have been so funny. <laughs> Thirty six years ago, oh, back in the yeah, that would have been huge. Yeah. Um, that reminds me, I, I think I was in college at one point, and I said to somebody at a party, um, I love a good black comedy. And um, meaning, a, you know, a dark comedy, like Pulp Fiction is a comedy. Mm. Um, and they said, oh, yeah, Eddie Murphy's great. I said, nah, never mind. <laughs> it's not what it meant. Moving along. So we were talking about twins yesterday. How'd that come up? I don't know. 
Somebody checked the oh, record. Oh, uh, the competing with your brothers and sisters. And I oh, said it must right, be yeah. especially tough. Right. Because you can recognize that your brother's, you know, more this than that or whatever. And you're more this or that. Yeah. But if you have a twin, you've got the, you look exactly the same and everything like that. And like he or she's getting all the girls and you're not. Right. Then it's just your personality. Yeah. I'm going to leave off who wrote this note till the end. Um, but uh, guys, I do uh, indeed have an identical twin. The key to a successful relationship with your twin is to quickly and brutally assert dominance. Thankfully, in every way, I am superior. Thankfully. I've made love to many beautiful women, and my twin is left to dwell with trolls and ogres. I'm girthier. I'm the most in the most important ways, and my twin is a noodle-armed peasant with pathetic loins. Pathetic loins. Thankfully, my twin has accepted his inferiority and has found purpose in life by being my very own sleeve boy. You guys are delightful. Signed, Tony the Caustic Mormon, (laughs) who is certainly... In the very top, among the nominees for the funniest emailer. Oh, man. Oh, hey, speaking of emails, we have a couple extra, and and we'll give us and you a break from the cavanoscopy. Um, (laughs) uh, We had no idea when we first started making those puns that it would be such a thing. Oh, yeah. Well, Chris the Bouncer said, you guys uh, mentioned a security guard panel. I just wanted to get my name in now. I'm a bar bouncer. Nothing like stereotypes. I'm married, churchgoer, nonviolent. I think it would be awesome to have the two sides of of the security guard coin. A plump, lobby-farting, Ken Bone-looking rent-a-cop and me. Wait, with an Indian casino camera room guy, too. Oh, the stories. That would be good. I don't doubt it, Chris. The number of knuckleheads there are in the world. Oh. That's what you'd learn. Oh, yeah, especially when they get a little drink on. Mm. Um, let's see. Here we go, writes Jeff. and, and uh, When they get their Kavanaugh on, as I like to call it. Oh, for God's sake sake are you proud of yourself this matters i, I know this is not the I, time for mirth i know i just That's the very something or other hangs in the balance i just feel like playing the game of uh of being incredibly unfair on both sides no, since so that's, far so since good. that's what we're going to do i guess yes uh but jeff points out uh, the white house memo which is in its shockingly small font uh, statement from the press secretary at the request of a number of committees of Congress and for reasons of transparency, the president has directed the office of the director of national intelligence, etc., to provide the immediate declassification of the following materials. Long story short, uh, all the uh, Carter Page FISA court materials, the FBI reports of interviews with Bruce G. Orr prepared in connection with the Russia investigation, all FBI reports of interviews prepared in connection with all Carter Page FISA applications. In addition, President Donald J. Trump, he's, he's actually the guy from The Apprentice, uh, has directed the Department of Justice, including the FBI, to publicly release all text messages relating to the Russia investigation without redaction of James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, and Bruce Orr. This would be the biggest story in Washington, D.C., if it weren't for the Kavanaugh thing. Kerbluey! And I also kind of wonder if maybe Trump didn't put this out there thinking it would take over the news cycle, but it's nothing's going to take over the news cycle. It's a bomb. It's a good, good, solid bunker buster of a bomb, but I think you're probably right in terms of the news cycle, just because, you know, the, the, the big papers and certainly the pathetic and grubby minions of cable news have sympathies in the other directions. So. I know we're all Kavanaugh's, but I wanted to point out, I'm looking up at the, the cable news shows, and they, they use their picture of Kavanaugh. They catch him in, like, mid-word to try to make him look incredibly angry and, well, more rapey. Right. So. In fact, I was watching during Marshall's News, CBS was uh, running a series of 
Kavanaugh looking angry just because it was mid-sentence at the hearings. And uh, and then the words of the accuser held me down and covered my mouth. And then another angry-looking picture of him in mid-sentence. I thought he was going to rape me. And then another angry picture. I thought he might kill me. Oh, my God. Yeah, CNN just ran one here. She's wearing sunglasses and smiling, and then he's on the right side, and he's angry. Right, yeah. Well, it's course. not an accident that they choose those pictures. No, no, indeed. So other things that might not be able to filter through the uh, the DIN, uh, you've got the... Um, you got the $200 billion more in uh, tariffs on Chinese goods, and all the talking heads are screeching at each other over that about how uh, tariffs are a tax on taxpayers, on, on shoppers, which is actually true. You pay tariffs. China doesn't pay tariffs. The idea is you probably won't pay the tariffs, and so you'll buy goods from other places and punish China and maybe even stimulate American jobs, and at some point we'll get to an actually fair relationship with China. Good strategy, bad strategy. I'll let the talking heads scream at each other, but it's sure interesting to watch. Oh, hey, one, you know, one fallacy of this is that if, for instance, we impose twenty five percent tariffs on TVs manufactured in China because they manufacture more TVs than I think the rest of the world combined, something like that, that if we impose those tariffs, well, we'll just pay twenty five percent more. But it was pointed out by an economist. Well, uh, North Korea and Vietnam are saying we can get you TVs within two months. We'll manufacture the hell out of those oh, TVs. Really? Yeah, so the, yeah, the economies aren't static. Interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. We're going to talk to David Drucker, who we like, about what's going on in D.C. and his take on the Armstrong and Getty Show.